cliffcentral.com. Here he is, George Meany. <clears throat> you look very sporty for a Friday, George. How are you doing? Morning, Gareth. Yeah, I'm, uh, um, I was listening to the show earlier on while uh, taking a run, actually. I had ah, my AirPods in my ears. Very Listen good. to Ben and his, uh, his uh, lifestyle changes. And uh, I, don't, uh, I don't agree with Kelly. I agree with Ben. You know, you've got to do these things because uh, they just etch your mind up a little bit. Well, you are not someone who, um, you know, you, you think about these things. You actually implement changes in your life. And I know you're a hugely disciplined human being. Like when you decide to do something, you do it like Ben and you do it properly. Uh, do you do these cold baths or cold, cold showers? Or um, I haven't tried the ice bath, Gareth, but uh, there was a stage before, before winter this year. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a stage where I was uh, getting to full cold shower. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I haven't got to Ben's stage yet of getting into an ice bath. So I, I take my hat off to him. Anybody that's going to try that, I think has, uh, has some serious <sighs> gusto. But uh, I've done the cold shower thing. I want to start it again. Um, the way I do it is um, every morning I'll just etch the tap a little bit colder. And then, okay. uh, and then eventually right. you become uh, accustomed to it. Oh, uh, just before we, we move on to other things, Tracy just wants to bring this up. I think this is quite interesting. Mark Pilgrim, his cancer journey is one thing. He's been in ICU for two weeks now, probably there for another two. Of course, this week we also lost Jeremy Mansfield. So I'm thinking very much about people who are suffering from cancer and who are going through that journey at the moment. And I just want to say, like, you know, big ups to the people who are fighting hard. Because um, it's a it's an absolutely horrible fight to have, but there are some people who are just super strong, and um, it's lovely to see that they are not giving up, that they keep going, and you know sometimes there's a good news story at the end of that, um, but ultimately we're all in that same fight, like we're all going to go eventually, and I just feel that the people who are most acutely aware of it are the ones who know that they've got limited time, and uh, my thoughts go to them every single day. Good stuff. All right. George Peter says a Maserati cap, my favorite car brand. Nice. Love the Maserati for the logo. Um, I think Maserati is a brilliant car. Um, um, it is middle. It's, it, it's, Maserati is kind of like, um, it's not supercar millions of rands in terms of five, six, seven, eight million rands. So it's an affordable super quality. <laughs> Supercar, sports car type per brand. The whole point with supercars, they're not meant to be affordable, but I hear you. So, George, first questions in from Vivian before you even start to tell us what you've got on the agenda. Uh, Please ask George whether a diesel car is still cheaper to run than a petrol car considering the cost of diesel, which has gone up exponentially. And mostly because why we burn so much diesel with load shedding, generators, These power stations that if they ha- don't have coal have to run on diesel. So obviously the, the, the demand has gone sky high and the supply has stayed more or less the same. That's why diesel costs so much more now. So what's the answer? So in a diesel car, you could probably get anywhere between 20, 30 to maybe, you know, if you drive nicely and it's a, it's a good aerodynamic car, up to 50% better fuel consumption in some instances. 50% is very high, but probably about a third. You know, you're going from the likes of maybe six to eight uh, liters per 100 kilometers in a diesel to maybe 10 to 12 in a petrol car. So you can okay. see there's probably about a 30% um, reduction. <clears throat> so it stands to reason that if the diesel diesel price is 30% higher than the petrol price, you're probably even, Stephen. Okay. All right. There we go. There's your answer. You see, you can ask anything 
George doesn't know what questions are coming and he's always got an answer. What have you got for us today? Um, so first thing is, uh, have you ever just gone and sat in your car, Gareth? You know, just for the sake of sitting in your car and why? Okay, well, George, first of all, I know people who the only bit of peace and quiet they can get, either from work colleagues or friends and family or their spouse or their parents or whatever, is to go and sit in the car. Some people go to the car to cry. Um, <laughs> you know, I know, I know a girl who said that she hated her job so much she used to be so miserable at work nobody at work was worth her spending time with she couldn't get the the privacy that she needed anywhere in the office and she'd go down to the basement where she parked her car and she would cry and it was one of the saddest things i'd ever heard but i can kind of understand it the car is a safe place for many people yeah, so so a study by WXFB um, says or, or found out that nearly three out of four people use their cars for mental health breaks. There we go. There we go. It's quite a common thing. <laughs> you know, some people sit in their in their car during lunch breaks. It's a good place to listen to music because you know the best sound system is actually in your car because mm -hmm. of the acoustics inside the car. Sure. Um, best place to listen to music. Um, and as a matter of fact, during lockdown. The, the rate at which people went and escaped to their car, even in the garage, went up. Yep, I'm sure. Uh, apparently, so, Prince, you know, apparently he, Prince Harry takes, uh, you know, every 15 minutes he runs down to the car and sits in there. Uh, he also has a hose pipe connected to the exhaust, which also feeds carbon <laughs> monoxide into the car. But that's a separate story. It's not working. No. Um, um, so, <laughs> so, um, uh, that took me totally off track. Anyway, so uh, so so being sitting in your car is not just for a stakeout, and uh, um, it just shows that you were talking about lockdowns yesterday. I think it was yesterday or the day before, um, and uh, it 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 doesn't mean that people don't like solitude. People do like solitude, but they don't like to be told when to have the solitude. Sure. Um, taking your own break in your own time, um, you know, means that uh, you get some mental health benefits. Well, that sounds that sounds good to me. I mean, your car is probably for many people the only little bit of peace and quiet you get. You know, I I drove into the office yesterday, and I have to say that there was something cathartic and and meditational about being in the car on my own without traffic. Because you know, I drove in really early, and there was there were few cars on the road. Don't get me wrong, but it was mostly quiet, and it does give you, in my case, half an hour to clear your mind and to connect with uh, your thoughts and to, to actually just organize your brain a little bit first thing in the morning. So yes, for some people, I think it's really important. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, 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 there's the, there's the one thing that uh, I mean, I didn't have this in my, in my, in my prep, but um, the one thing that Ben gets the benefit that Ben gets, I don't know if he knows it, but the benefit that Ben gets by climbing in that, in that ice bath mm -hmm. is uh, the activation of your, um, uh, what's this nerve that runs down the back of your head, down your chest, uh, totally escaped my mind now. Vagus. Um, vagus nerve, that's it, yes. So it activates your vagus nerve and uh, cold showers, ice baths, and um, um, a good tempoed music in your car for a 15 minute period actually begins to activate your vagus nerve. So there's plenty of things that activate your vagus nerve. You well, don't have to take an ice bath. That is part of the parasympathetic nervous system. So you don't have any conscious control of it. And 
if if you consider that that is the one that connects to the the heart that powers up your heartbeat mm-hmm. essentially and all of that other stuff it's probably a good thing to keep that uh, working properly you know make sure that <laughs> everything's in order exactly and then uh, um and then um gareth you remember the vw beetle oh no now i've put you on lock uh, there we go you're back um you, you you remember the vw beetle i sent you a link there because my yeah. <clears throat> my my video system isn't working here this morning so i'm gonna have to no ask problem. you to show that video. i'm going to show just uh, the first three that come up on auto trader is that all right yep that's perfect because um, there, there's so- there's one here that's going for 99,900 Rand, and there's one for 249,900 Rand, but that's the new one. Are you looking at the old yeah. or the new ones? Which one are you interested in? The here? old one. The old All right. one. Let me put up a picture of this. You can take a look and see it on Auto Trader, or you could just go and check out on Auto Trader right now which ones are available. But here they are. So tell us what uh, you want us to know about these Beatles. So the VW Beetle was built in South Africa from 1951 to 1979. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody that loved the Beetle knew it was reliable. And uh, it was made famous by the movie that everybody knows, Herbie the Love Bug, if you remember right. Herbie the Love Bug. Right. In 1970, the Beetle cost 1,800 Rand, brand new. <laughs> and uh, the average list price today of a Beetle with uh, 1970s registration um, go for over 200,000 Rand. And you can probably see that in, uh, um, in the, in the link I sent you. And those old beetles are going for quite a penny. Um, they're becoming quite valuable. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, can I arrange these quickly by price? Let me just do that and then I'll be able to figure it out. So I'm going to arrange by, um, let me just do this. Hang on. This is such a useful system. I mean, you can really figure it out very quickly. Okay. So. Minimum to maximum price. We've got one here for 369,000 Rand from 1957. That's amazing. That's amazing. It's unbelievable. Wow. Okay. So if you have yourself a VW Beetle parked in the garage, it's probably worth something. You know, if you, if you want to keep it, probably go up in value. Um, you know, keep it restored because uh, these things seem to be becoming uh, quite popular. All right, there may be a gold mine hidden in your uh, in your in your garage. Good, go and check it out. Yeah, and then uh, and then very finally, Gareth, there is a um, a Dodge. What is this thing called? Not a Dodge, Dodge Viper. A, uh, yeah, a Dodge Viper limo for going for going for hundred and sixty thousand <laughs> US dollars um, in the US. What, George? Can you explain to me why Americans love these stretch limos so much? Why? Why only? No one else in the world cares about stretch limos as much as Americans. You don't see them in other countries as much. What is it about that the Yanks so that true. they like these things? I've no idea. I, I think it's this whole thing with uh, with Americans, where you know everything is bigger, um, right. everything is louder. Uh, you know, and Americans seem to be very proud of that fact. Yeah, it's a very ugly thing. This. I mean, I don't know if you've seen those stretch hummers. Those are no yeah. good. They, yeah. I mean, they just. First of all, how do you turn on a normal mm. road? It's impossible to turn these things. The wheelbase is so long, and. This one has, by the looks of things, only four seats in it anyway. So what's the point? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's got two benches. If you go to the next image, um, you know, so, uh, facing each other from the sides. But uh, who's going to sit in that? And especially with the, with the, with the open top, you're going to have to be going 20 k's an hour. Otherwise, everyone's going to blow away. I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy. It looks like a boat. 
It doesn't look like a car. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's marked by the water. <clears throat> no. No interest at all for me in, in stretch limos. Tracy says, though, that Belleville Matric Farewells is where they love a limo. So there we are. Ooh. If you're looking for where limos will be valuable and, and popular. And, hey, it is matric dance season. So just maybe this is the thing that grabs your attention. Who knows? Exactly. George, good to see you, as always. It's a highlight of the Friday because it means the weekend has begun. We will see you on Monday morning at 6 a.m. Everybody have an excellent weekend. Cheers. Bye-bye.